Sword and laser, do 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 do. Sword and laser, do 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 do. Sword and laser, do 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 do. Sword and laser slash Patreon dot com to join the hunt for good reads. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. Oh, you are. I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and of course, awesome discussions from fans just like you. I'm drinking port. Ooh, I'm just sweet. excited because what are we drinking hasn't really been full of anything for me in weeks. So I just yeah. blurted that out. I apologize, but I am drinking That's port. Okay. I was drinking... Um, I was drinking a nice bourbon earlier. Yeah. And then I switched to Ardbeg. How do you say it? Ardbeg? Scotch. How do you say Scott in? in oh, as, I, th- as, I think that would be Ardbeg. Yeah. That's right. It's still Ardbeg. I always consume it's like pizza. Because it's, well, yeah, because it's Scottish. You might be right. Yeah. It's it's spelled Ardbeg. It's pronounced. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> now you're just offended every Scottish listener. Wait, Come go. at me, Scots. <laughs> Um, so I'll take my Lafroig and throw it at you. I forgot how it's so peaty, like switching from bourbon over to like a a scotch like this. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And it is just whoo, Nelly. It is uh, Nelly. Not really what I was in the mood for right now, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna finish it because it's expensive. I (laughs) am not gonna throw it out. I'm not going to throw it out. I'm having a 2018 St. Francis port. They should just sponsor you at this point. I wish they would. Yes. Yeah. Because I pay for all of this wine that I, I drink know, from I them. know. We're not influencers in the way we once no. were, unfortunately. But we could be. Um, Maybe I'll just stop saying St. Francis until they pay me. They'll respond to threats, mm, right? Mm-hmm. They'll like, <laughs> we know you're drinking it. We know you are, Tom. I'm drinking wine. See, the, the space there would be where I would normally... That's right, TK, TK, TK wine. Yeah. I'm drinking port. There you go. Yeah. Are we going to just bleep you? Do you have mm. a bleep sound uh, ready to go? Oh, or some yeah. kind of quack I, or something like that? Do I have a tone? Let me see. I feel like you have something fun in there. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking port. <laughs> no? That just sounds like you're drinking really magical port. <laughs> Oh, wait. It's uh, not as effective. I'm drinking port. <laughs> That's just confusing because now I feel like I I'm know, supposed to be doing quick burns. Which we do. So. Or barrier sword, whichever yeah. one it was. Um, yeah, I shouldn't be drinking at all, actually, because I have a raging sinus infection. Oh, really? Um, yeah, for the past week. Oh, I'm which sorry has to hear been that. unfun. Yeah, but on the plus side, I, 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 uh, it's not as contagious as like the flu or something like that would be. So no one That's else good. in the house is yeah. sick. Um, so only I suffer. Bad I suffer time to bring alone. up Henry Cavill, huh? What about him now? Did you not hear? What? He's not going to be Superman anymore. What? What is he doing? What is he doing? There, James, what James, is happening? James Gunn is going to do a Superman younger in the next Superman movie. James Gunn is writing it and Henry Cavill won't play it. So can he do The Witcher now? I that's immediately what Eileen and I said. Like, okay, so if he goes back, if they go back on The Witcher and he starts doing it, then we know it was because of Superman that he bowed out. 
Tomahome is saying Sherlock Holmes, but Enola Holmes is just like, it's a movie. It's not like a regular show. Like, he can take time off to do one movie. Yeah. Like, that's, I guess, with Superman is also one movie. I don't know. There's two of them. Okay, I don't know. It just seems like not as much work. Yeah, like, it feels like you Aren't could... actors supposed to be doing multiple projects at one time? Yeah, I feel, it feels like, like Superman like and Enola Holmes together might get him off The Witcher. Right. But just Enola Holmes? I don't know. All right. Well, I'm going to hold on to hope then. Yeah. Um, I feel. I like that you I found feel... the silver lining immediately, though. That was very traumatic for me. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. You didn't know. No, not the Superman part. The Witcher part. So, like, oh, of course, yeah. I'm going to no, bring right. it back. Right, like, right, right, honestly, right. I could, I could, I couldn't really care any less about Superman. Mm. Like, I, I. That's fair. Yeah, it's not my thing, not thing. as much. Yeah. Um, but the Witcher for sure. Um, all right. Anyway. That's um that's news. Thank you for that. Um, we also have some laser news from Tazzy Dave. It's it's fifty years today since a person last stood on the moon. That's not fictional though. That that's, was it. Doesn't have to be that was fiction. real. Like well, but I'm yeah, just, but our quick burns are are still all real, even though they're about <laughs> science fiction. That our quick burns are normally about novels, you know, and fictional television. And I just I just want to be clear. Just want to clarify. Dave says, you just want to clarify. Or oh, great. Okay. <laughs> throw everything into confusion uh well that i should have saved that for after the quick burn so let's just kind of you know spin right into those with the quick burns you can't you can't just put jim out of a job like sorry that. jim i won't do it again i promise <laughs> just we have, we have an employee we, ha- we okay we, that's it that's it i probably turned the pot down i can't I won't do it anymore that machine is definitely fired after that. <laughs> that machine will not work in this in this merit. Don't make me use my my mommy speaking to a two year old voice. Oh, wow, I just pooped on the toilet. <laughs> Good job. Good job. <laughs> the worst part about this sinus infection is that I can't laugh or oh, else no. I start convulsively <laughs> coughing. So, all right, let's do it again so Jim Jim can feel like he deserves his fee. It's, yeah, all right. I'm sorry. I thought you said Jim and I thought we were going to go into Jan. And so I was like, no, his name's Jan. God, Tom. (laughs) Jan says, chat G. (laughs) No, I was going to say, we should say it's time for the quick burns again. Okay. It's time for the quick burns. All right. (laughs) Jan says that, uh, he asked ChatGPT, the uh, the AI, to write a Quick Burns news post for the Sword and Laser podcast about ChatGPT. Here's what ChatGPT wrote. Sword and Laser fans, get ready to chat with ChatGPT. This new AI tool allows users to have natural conversations with a virtual assistant. ChatGPT is trained on a massive amount of text data, making it capable of providing insight and intelligent responses to a wide range of topics. Whether you're looking for recommendations on books, TV shows, or just want to have a casual conversation, ChatGPT is the perfect companion for fans of the Sword and Laser podcast. (laughs) Give it a try and see how it can enhance your discussions about science fiction and fantasy. Kill all humans. Yeah, it didn't say that last part. Um, but didn't I, it I didn't it though. Didn't it want to though? Like maybe a little bit. Are we sure Jan has not been replaced by Chat GPT? I know you guys are putting yourselves out of jobs now. Um, I am kind of obsessed with Chat uh, GPT. Um, 
it's it's super fascinating to me. I know it's it's um I had a first of all it, it's not in our voice, so it's not that good yet. It's not it's not in our voice, no. which is but I liked that it it does know we're a science fiction fantasy podcast. It figured out the important parts. Yeah. It's just missing a little bit of the the kind of tenor you know character of, our, AI? of our speech. I don't. Character AI is the one where you can tell it to be a person and it will be that person. Uh, if oh, there's enough information, you know, like on Wikipedia or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So of course, I'm really excited. I immediately made character AI be 25-year-old Tom Merritt and then kind of got in a fight with it. How, what, did it sound like you? Did it feel like you? Yeah, it, it said, it, honestly, it was not bad. It, it said it went to the Texas showdown saloon and got drunk and had a crush on a poet. And I was like, yeah, that's all 90s me. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty much dead on. Uh, so, but I, it made me think of it. Like when you said it's not in our voice, like if you could get the character AI voice emulation. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. spoken yeah. voice, just written voice. Anyway, super cool. Yeah. Um, Mark says, coming in 2023, System Collapse by Martha Wells. Oh, yes. More murder bots. Uh-huh. Are you stoked? I'm stoked. I'm so stoked. Turbo stoked. I yeah, was, this was uh, like, I actually saw this tweet when it was from, um, it was, uh, it was a picture of the, of the, uh, I, it's not an arc. What would you call it? Is it an arc? Uh, it is the arc, copy? or like a preview copy, advanced like reading copy, unedited, is what arc. yeah, unedited. Oh, uh, I would assume because it's the editor's desk. A proof, yeah. a proof, a manuscript. I don't think it's a manuscript. A proof, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Proof sounds right. Sure, sure. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um. Regardless, you, for, very, that's good very excited. for you humans and augmented humans. <laughs> nice. Um. Very cool. No, I'm stoked for that. It's obviously one of our favorite series. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm excited. Um, so yeah, bring it on. Can't wait. Tell me when. I'm there. Uh, Zomino said, I read the first story and we'll need to dig into the rest, but here are the first look images at Wool starring Rebecca Ooh. Ferguson arriving in 2023 on Apple TV+. Plus. That looks right. This looks right. Yeah, it really this does. Looks- that door they show, I'm like, yep, that's the door. Yeah. Yep. This 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 is the correct vibe. Those are the stairs. These are the people. Those are the outfits. <laughs> this is the vibe. Vibes are accurate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm here a good for vibe it. Accurate. I will resubscribe to Apple TV Plus. Oh, yeah, it's cheap. For that. Jan says the winners of the Goodreads Choice Awards have been announced. The winner for fantasy is House of Sky and Breath by Sarah J. Moss. And the winner for science fiction is Sia Tranquility by hmm. Emily St. John Mandel. And Gallant by V.E. Schwab is the winner for adult, uh, sorry, young adult fantasy. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Good, good winners all. And uh, congratulations to all the Goodreads Choice Award winners. And thank you to those who voted. I don't know why I'm thinking. I don't work at Goodreads, but yeah. I, I voted. My, my picks did. didn't get picked. I don't think mine did either. But it's it's because you can only pick one. It's not like I'm mad at the things that did get picked. It was a tough choice. I thought thought Sarah J. Moss wrote YA. I thought her books were, (laughs) sorry, were considered YA, but... Oh, you want to go maybe, there? Do maybe you? not all of them. Questioning her win. I'm just saying. Yeah, just sowing, just sowing uh, doubts around her win, huh? <laughs> it's like that. I see. 
No. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Tina wrote that Hulu and FX, uh, if you get cable, uh, FX stuff shows up on Hulu, will stream Kindred, a TV series based on Octavia E. Butler's book, starting December 13th. That's yesterday, so you can get it now. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be too scary for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, too scary for me. That's all right. Hey, you know what looks too scary, but I'm still going to watch anyway? What is it? 65. Oh, with uh, Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. Pretty excited about that one. I just wrote that one up for Cord Killers. Uh, the trailer looks great. Yeah, the trailer looks pretty good. Um, I don't, it, it's all the spoilers, I think, or some of the spoilers are, are in, in the, the trailer. trailer. Yeah. So, well, and the description of the movie on the website is a spoiler of a sort given how they made the trailer try to like fool you i was like but you say in the description of the trailer wait so do they say in the description of the trailer actually i don't know if it was in the description of the trailer but it was it was in the link from the web why there's the things that are there like are they well it says time traveling in the trailer it says 65 million years ago I yes, think but we don't left... know if the people started also. Uh, I think well, I thought the same thing. What's left in doubt is when the people who land there left. Yes. Did they also leave six, 65 million years ago? Right. Anyway, um, the Go watch the trailer. So this makes sense. The, the, yeah. If you watch the trailer, this is all from the trailer. So this isn't spoilery because we haven't seen the movie. Um, but it says that uh, it, it shows a, a, a spaceship uh, landing on a planet and uh, seeing alien, what they call alien footprints. Uh, and then what clearly looks like it might be a dinosaur and then says 65 million years ago. So you you put right. the rest together. So the question is, are they did they travel accidentally travel back in time? Right. And they're people, humans from the future who or. Yeah. Or are they not humans? Right. Very human-like mm-hmm. from another human-like planet that have ended up on our Earth, mm-hmm. but their civilization is sixty-five million years ago. Or are they all from an? They humans, but they're from another planet, and they're why humans exist on Earth. That's also yeah. Yeah, would that, be another. That's, that's my way to cross that's a theory the I shared in Slack today on our Total work sci-fi theory. channel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's my big theory. Or they could be from a different dimension, I guess. But I feel like they're yeah, not really playing on that. Maybe. That feels less likely. Anyway, looks good. Yeah, looks exciting and scary. And so does Kindred, and so does William Gibson's Neuromancer coming to Apple TV+. Plus. It looks scary? No, it looks good. Oh, okay. And Tamahomey told us that that's in development. So more William Gibson turned into TV. But they're still casting. Um, so yeah, that's, this one's that's early interesting. On. We won't get that one. For yeah. Yeah. Um, according to Boing Boing, uh, Neuromancer is additionally currently casting the female lead, Molly. They're looking for an actress in her 30s or 40s who is physically fit. Molly is a mercenary who is recruited by the same person as Case. Um, the character is supposed to resemble Trinity from the Matrix films. Hmm. Um, yeah. And there might, if there's a season two or three, that that same character yeah. will You know what? They ask people on. who audition for that, right? What? Can you do Molly? Like, okay. Okay. Sure. I can't laugh. (laughs) 
don't know. I broke Veronica. Oh, God. All right. Um, Bamugo says Tor.com Reviewer's Choice is out, the best books of 2022. And I have read vanishingly few of them. Yeah. A lot of books on this list, uh, too, for as mm-hmm. few as I have also read. None of the Ninth. You read None of the Ninth, right? That one's on here. Uh, yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, trying to see what others. D- great, great book if you need to beef up your to be read, to be read list. Which and actually, I feel actually, like there are more do. people talking about having to manage their to be read list. I, I feel bad about our years long campaign to beef up people's to be read list because now people are like, I have too many things. I don't need any more things. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff on here that we haven't seen nominated, haven't seen mm-hmm. talked about as much. So I feel like Tor was trying to point you in the directions of things you might not be as familiar with and not just tell you all the things you're like, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling very much like I there's there's too much. And so I feel overwhelmed by choice. Yeah. And so I can't pick anything. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's becoming a problem. We did not evolve me. to handle abundance as humans. Oh, is that a thing? I I mean, we didn't. Right. The, we evolved uh-huh. in a resource constrained world where we had to, like, you know, hunt and gather uh-huh. So I'm just, that's just a theory. I'm not, it's not a thing. Unless I'm like, making it, it a thing. Like, it's, it sounded like science. I'm just saying. Like I mean, I'm basing it like on, that, it I'm, like science. I'm basing it on science, but it's my own You're a smart guy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, like smart that. guy, huh? <laughs> Think you know evolution, huh? Uh, Sylvia Moreno-Garcia, daughter of Dr. Monroe mm-hmm. is on here. Janelle Monet, memory librarians on here. There's a few things yes. we, we we've talked about. But and Similarly. But the point being, there's lots of stuff you probably haven't heard about. So it's good. It's good recommendation list. Mm-hmm. And similarly, there's another good recommendation list um, over on Literary Hub. Um, this is uh, Bookmarks has released its list of best reviewed sci-fi and fantasy and horror of the year. Uh, top of the list is Sea of Tranquility. Um, because of Bookmarks method of scraping reviews from journalistic sources from around the web, I feel like the list leans literary mm. since those just get more reviews. Uh, this is from Paul. Get yeah. more reviews from mainstream sources. Uh, for example, he says, I didn't realize uh, even that Celeste N- uh, Eng's new book, Our Missing Hearts, would be considered a fantasy book. Mm-hmm. Um, but if anything, that makes it a good list of books you can recommend to your genre-averse friends and associates. Yeah, because there's a lot of overlap uh, with this list and the tour list, but the tour list has a lot more on it. But you're talking Emily St. John Mandel, Marlon James, Kim Fu, Sylvia mm-hmm. Moreno Garcia, Sequoia Nagabatsu, How High We Go in the Dark, one of the more literary ones we read this year. So yeah, this this list is very literary. That doesn't make it bad, but uh, it is leaning that way. I think Paul's right. Yeah. Uh, Tom Mahome pointed out that Rosamund Pike is narrating the Wheel of Time audiobooks, and the next one, The Great Hunt, arrives on August 2nd with The Dragon Reborn arriving next year. She's already done two of them. Uh, if you're like, why do I know that name? She is in the Wheel of Time TV show on Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, which I really enjoyed. Very cool. I still won't uh, go back and, and re-listen to those audiobooks because I never got through them. I'm not going to say I never will. I mean, maybe I will now that I have more of a connection with the characters. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Weird. 
I feel like Rosamund Pike is going to get spoiled on the show. You know, the uh, the same guy, Rafe Judkins, who who r- runs Wheel of Time show is going to do a God of War show for Amazon Prime Video. Really? Yeah. That sounds like it's going to be very violent. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a fair bet. Yeah. Tom Homey also says an Elric novel. A uh, graphic novel box set is coming out December 6th, which means it's already out from Penguin Random House. Yeah. So if you want to, since there are so many different ways to read our book of this month, you could just read the graphic novel. The box set is $79.99 US. Although I don't think these overlap with the first book. Looking at these, there's plot also summaries. a new Tomahome says in chat that there's also a new Elric novel in December as well. Oh, right, I saw that. Yeah, very cool. Thank you, Tomahome. He's kind of hot. Elric, or Michael yeah. Moorcock, or Tomahome. Elric. Hmm. I don't know what Tomahome looks like. <laughs> you could still be hot even without knowing what someone looks like. He's just been an anime avatar for the last fifteen years. Pretty hot anime. Anime. <laughs> He says, I have hot text. Hot text. I give hot text. I give hot text. <laughs> hot letters. Um, all right. Now it is time. I have to cough. I have to cough. Thank you, mute button. All right. Now it is time for Bury Your Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. And I want to thank both Chris and Seth uh, in advance of our reading their messages uh, because they both have helped me to be able to give proper credit to the person who the reading glasses folks are talking about when they talk about the four different ways to evaluate a story. Uh, They are doorways. I know I've heard Mallory say that on reading glasses. Uh, And uh, and they come from Nancy Pearl. Thank you, Chris and Mm. Seth. Chris Mm -hmm. K writes, Tom's discussion of why he and Veronica had different reactions to Six Wakes reminded me of a Nancy Pearl lecture I attended years ago. A quote from a publisher's weekly article she wrote, It seems to me that all works of fiction and narrative nonfiction are broadly made up of four experiential elements. Story, character, setting, and language. I call these doorways because when we open a book, read the first few pages, and choose to go on, we enter the world of that book. And Seth says, Nancy Pearl is the patron saint of Reader's Advisory, of Reader's Advisory, the practice of matching books and readers. Some of you might have public libraries with access to Novelist, which is a really cool database of books cataloged by Appeal. For six weeks, they list these. Character, authentic. Storyline, nonlinear, world building. Tone, suspenseful. Writing style, compelling, descriptive. Then... They offer matches based on those criteria or combinations you choose. It's pretty neat. When it comes to Nancy's doorways, I'm definitely a setting reader. It's nice to have that sort of self-awareness when picking and rating books. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, these these four categories that he, that he mentions as coming from novelist uh, use tone instead of setting, which I think is an mm. interesting spin on that. But I also like the further refinement of saying it's not that you just prioritize character over story or uh or or over setting or or language uh it's that the kind of those things also plays a part so you may really like setting and character and you may like uh 
you know, science fiction settings and authentic characters uh, to, to kind of pull from what Seth's writing. And then that's going to be better. There could be a setting and character uh, strong story that you don't like because the setting isn't just a setting you enjoy. It's not in your wheelhouse, as they say on reading glasses. So, yeah, uh, I love this. I, I, I love that we're that that y'all have helped me to give Nancy Pearl proper credit for that, uh, first of all, and and that we're developing it uh, for for me and everybody else listening, um, because I think it is way more productive to talk about things this way than like it was good, it was bad, uh, mm-hmm. uh, because I, I really really strongly believe that we all have so many, we just see it all the time, right? We talk about how like every pick, it seems like half the people like it, half the people hate it, and that makes sense. Because not every book's going to appeal to all four quadrants at the same time. I'm I'm so intrigued by this novelist technology that I had never heard of before, and realizing that it does seem to be a tool specifically purchased by libraries, and I'm assuming it must offer some kind of like API or something that you can tap into. Yeah, but I don't know. I can't figure out like what the it's probably a database. Interfaces. It yeah. is a database. You probably just call the data. Yeah, like you say, there's probably an API and you can call the database into whatever you're using to catalog your your collection. But it's just so interesting that it doesn't have a consumer-facing aspect to it at all. Yeah, it's like, enterprise, but for libraries. Yeah. <laughs> like you would think, like, does Goodreads use this? Does yeah. Am- like how, well, obviously Goodreads probably uses Amazon's own recommendation system at this point. Yeah. Good, uh, Goodreads, I'm guessing, is proprietary. Amazon has developed right. their own, doesn't want to pay anybody else. And this is also proprietary. Yeah. But you've, I feel like you could really have some kind of customer-facing, consumer-facing element to this and be pretty cool. I wonder if anyone has tried that as a startup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's just I, I look at that as a technology person. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How can I make money from this API? Ah, <laughs> uh, your day job is showing, Veronica. I know, right? All right. Um, let's talk a little bit about the book of the month pick. We're we're kind of in the middle of uh Elric of Melnibone. Melnibone is Melnibone. Melnibone. Yeah. Melnibone. Like Janelle Monet. Mel Nibone, Mel Nibone, Mel Nibone, Mel Nibone. Ooh, that was a good song. <laughs> Thank you. That's a game. Mel- have you ever played that game where no. you have to you have to say a word and emphasize a different syllable every time? And if you mess it up, then whatever. You either lose, or if you're in high school, you drink, or whatever. Yeah, it depends on what you're in. <laughs> you're in high school, you drink. Nice. I have not played that game. That seems like a very Tom game. I like it. Um, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that, um, we are going to do a show between Christmas and New Year's, right? Yeah. We talked about that. It's on the schedule. Okay. Is that right? I'm not going anywhere. Cause yeah, me either. So that's when the wrap up would be. So yeah. at this point we're, we've already kicked it off. We're not going to wrap it up. It's just time to sort of check in. I've check in. finished it. Oh, I don't know when I'm going to finish it. I don't know when to stop reading. I was going to say, that's the question. You may have finished it and not realized it, right? Because I think I've finished it. Let's let's put it that way. I'm going to pull it back up again uh, here. I'm in book three of something. I am 
you... There's a mirror involved. I'm yes. in the mirror section. Okay, so book three of Elric of Melnibone is the last book. Then, then there's an epilogue, which okay. is uh, a little bit, not lengthy, but, you know, it's substantive. If you find yourself in the Fortress of the Pearl, then... You're in the next book. I'm pretty sure he's in a sphincter right now. <laughs> yes. No, no. I mean, the name of the... <laughs> if you hear it's, The it's Fortress different. of the Pearl, then you know okay. like, oh, wait, I've moved on to the next... Or, or if you hear another dedication, <laughs> if you're doing the audiobook. I mean, I did take an edible, but I'm pretty sure he's in a sphincter. Are you doing the audiobook? No. So if you see like a page that all it says is The Fortress of the Pearl, then that, mm-hmm. then you've you've hit the end. That's the epilogue. The epilogue comes before that. Fortress of oh, the Pearl so the is the Fortress next book. Fortress of the book. Pearl is the next book. Yeah. So I will be have been done at Which that point. Which is confusing okay. because there are three books in the single book that is Elric of Melnibone. Book one, book two, book three. But those are not separate <laughs> books. They're not separate novels. They're all part of the Elric of Melnibone novel. The Fortress mm-hmm. of the Pearl is the next Elric novel. Okay. Tazzy Dave says I'm about 20 minutes reading time from finishing. That sounds about right. Yeah. So I can probably finish it tonight. Okay. Yeah. He'll get out of yeah. the specter. He'll get, he feels like he's just surprised his his uh his nemesis mm-hmm. within the contents of the Oh, yeah. Specter. There's some good there's some good stuff at that part uh in the story. Uh I definitely, you know, my my recent way of evaluating has been like, how did I approach this book? Was I making time to read it? Was I excited to go read it? All that. This, this book was definitely a task on my list. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. was a, oh, it's, it's time to read the Elric novel. I will read it. I will listen to as much of the audiobook right now as I can before I fall asleep. It was the last thing I did every night until I was done. And it's fairly short audiobook wise. I had to rewind several times, which I don't normally have to do because I found myself drifting. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Uh, I think it was Ian maybe who called us on the fact that, you know, I, I said something about Elric not being grimdark. And I, I don't know if it was Ian or or someone else, but uh, but they were saying like, I don't know, it's pretty grim. And I totally get what they're saying. I don't think mm-hmm. it fits the grimdark genre in a lot of other ways. It's a very modern genre. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this book is not high fantasy Tolkien-esque in the sense of, you know, uh, being high-minded. It's it's very by the numbers. Um, and I have to keep reminding myself, as I have reminded others when we've read older things, that uh, this was, you know, one of the first of its kind when it came mm-hmm. along. So it is setting the template, and when you feel like, gosh, this has all been done before, it hadn't been when Moorcock was writing this. And I, I'm i certain that the later Elric novels don't suffer from that because they were written later. Um, but it, it was – I am in the place where I know a lot of other people have been on old sci-fi that, that we've read where you're like, ah, I'm just having a hard time getting in the flow of it. It's not that I dislike it, just having a hard time syncing up and, and really – feeling it this time we are in 100 lockstep yeah i i could have said the exact same thing i'm stoked that a lot of people are really enjoying this i think yeah. it's it's i can see why it's definitely got those fun aspects to it man i i challenge anyone who calls this grimdark uh 
to have ever read Joe Abercrombie yeah. and call this in the same genre. <laughs> like, I just don't, I don't see it. It's I don't not, see it personally. It's not that you're saying that Elric, it doesn't have its, it's like super dark, gory moments. It's just not, mm-hmm. not quite the same as the, the deep psychological goriness of Abercrombie is, is kind of missing. Cause, cause I don't think Elric gets as deep into the characters. I really like uh, John Taloni's um, commentary on the book, non-spoilery commentary on the book in Goodreads. I didn't link to it um, because I, I was just worried it was going to be too, yeah, too, not time too much yet. for us to go through. Right. Um, yeah, like definitely a saving, saving for the wrap up. Um, but he covers a lot of the same points that I've kind of like graded against reading this. So if you're if you're curious, um, definitely go check out his his post on it over on Goodreads. Um, but I am, I am, you know, I'm, I'm similarly making time to read it at the end of the night, having a hard time kind of following mm-hmm. some stuff that's going on. Might just be a symptom of me being like, you know, a tired mom at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, it doesn't help, right? But it, it's not that I resist it. It's not like, oh, it's my time to read Elric. I wish I could do something. It's not like that. It's, it's not that I, I, I want to do something else. It's more of a... on paper, I'm like, oh, that's an interesting concept. Oh, that I like what they're doing here. Oh, I see how these stories are converging and and where they're going. It's, it's the emotional depth that I'm not clicking with. And I feel like that is not Moorcock's fault. It's a, it's just a fault of the fact that everyone has imitated Moorcock so much over the years. Right. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, it feels very pulpy to me, Mm -hmm. um, in many ways. And maybe that's because it is, It, it feels too recent to really be pulpy um i i like the description of elric um i think one of the things that that i think it was john or maybe it was he was referencing someone else i I, i'm losing the the comment here so apologies if i if i miscredit someone but someone said he's like the the least bad person in like a society of Mm. like largely terrible people yeah they're like real a, psychopaths over there in mel Nibine, yeah for sure yeah and so they just kind of like brush it off as being like well that's because they're not human they're this yeah it's like oh, are they real? they seem kind of human for the most part like they yeah. seem largely like it it feels like but also human. i was gonna say it feels like a deeper version of what tolkien alludes to with the elves is that they're distant and kind of kind of condescending uh, right, but but he, he Morcock just takes it farther and is, is like they're not just distant and condescending; they're downright hate you. They they're downright they're, they sociopaths. <laughs> they're sadistic. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, ha- having a hard time kind of like finding that connective piece that's making me feel drawn into it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a book I'm reading. It's not bad to me mm-hmm. either. Um, cause it does have interesting characters. Uh, and like I, like I've, I've repeated multiple times, I think if I had read this when it first came out against any, everything that had come out to date, I'd probably find it revolutionary. I'd, I'd probably be looking at the fact that it was sociopathic elves and going, oh my gosh, he went farther. This is amazing. It's just, I, I unfortunately have been exposed to later versions of that, that built on what has been done since, uh, that are deeper and all that. Well, I just want to apologize to Buzz and Stephanie and Tim and all the other people who are really stoked on this book right now. 
I'm really trying not to like poop on it. Yeah, it's, and it's, I I don't think it's poopable. That's not my intention. Yeah, I I I think it's a it's a great story, and I all the people who are enjoying it, I get why you enjoy it for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and I think maybe I'm just getting jaded or something. Like, am I just getting jaded? Like, I've had a hard time, like, really digging into a lot of books lately. Yeah. I don't know what I'm looking for. I feel like I'm, like, searching for something that I haven't hmm. grabbed recently. Yeah. Maybe you need to examine your doorways. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I found that concept so interesting, because I'm, like, I feel like I'm just kind of grasping at straws, trying mm-hmm. to find my next great read as goodreads would say or amazon or this whoever would says be that fun now. and i i would be willing to do it if you are uh both of us and anybody in the audience who wants to you can email them feedback at tortonlaser.com uh try to describe your four doorways like what yeah. is the story character setting and language that you enjoy and how important which which of those are more important than others I like that. Is there like a list of of possible answers oh, for those? I, you know what? I, I was going to say, I'll look for one. Properties I, to those events I or whatever. By the time someone is hearing this, it's emailed to us. Uh, feedback okay. at turnlaser.com. But, but yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can find like a like a list of, of the, the kinds of categories because that would be helpful. I feel like that'll that'll resonate with me more than yeah. just coming up with that on you my own. You can just look through it and be like, oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, that. that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I love. 100%. Yeah. Maybe ChatGPT does know, Tom. Maybe we should just ask ChatGPT what books we like. Mm, and it will tell okay. us. Ooh. How what would we what do you think the right question for that would be? <laughs> what books Are you do gonna I do like? It? Last time I tried to use Chat Chat P- I always I always mess up. I've decided with my, my opening. Session has account. expired. All right. I'm not I'm a robot. I am not a robot. Fooled you. It does know me. It, it didn't does even make me look at tractors. Tractos. You tried That's signing in, in my house using a password, which is not the authentic. Oh, please. Just, just stop with your authentication. You don't know me. <laughs> it's working for me. I no, had all my open I, I AI stuff set I, up. I, I forgot how I logged in. <laughs> That's all. Wow. This is my first time logging in. Oh, really? Yeah. What books do I like? But it doesn't know who you are. It's thinking. All right. I'm sorry, but I am a large language model trained by OpenAI and do not have the ability to browse the internet or access personal information. Mm. <laughs> I'm uh. Tom Merritt. I'm sorry, but I'm a large language model trained by OpenAI and do not have the ability to browse the internet. Veronica Belmont would like based on merit, like her. I'm no, sorry. I don't think it's going to be able to oh, that. As I mentioned earlier, I am a large language model trained by OpenAI. I do not have the ability. <laughs> I do not have any information about Tom Merritt or his preferences. Oh no! Yes, not. Hmm. No, that didn't work. No. All right, we'll play around with this. We'll, yeah. we'll play around with this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But it's anyway, not familiar yeah. with Veronica Belmont uh, or her taste in literature. By the next sword and laser, <laughs> at the very least, we will read your uh, doorways, your four doorways. Once again, it's uh, story, character, setting, language. Uh, so send them away to us and uh, we'll come up with our own and and pass them along on the show. <laughs> Chat Chief GPT is going to take our jobs. All right. Thank you so attitude. much. 
to everyone listening. Our show is currently entirely funded by you, our patrons. Thank you so much to all the folks who back our show. If you want to help support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser. I'm sorry. I'm a large language. Oh, sorry. No, I'm a human. You can also support the show by buying books through our links. Find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. We are on Instagram and Twitter at sword and laser. You can email us feedback at swordandlaser.com. And all of our discussions happen over on goodreads.com slash sword and laser and on our Discord channel. Come join us. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. I am saying what a human would say at the end of a show. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.